Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What is going on? Bar down breakdown episode like 4 million. And we have a doozy of an interview for you with our buddy Rob from Never Home and Come Clean and Wash Away, his new project. But before we get to that, let's just shoot it over to our brother Justin. Justin, what's going on, dude? Not much. It is officially Fest Month. Or it was officially Fest Month last episode. I don't remember. But regardless, we're getting ready for uh, out of times, getting ready for pre pre Fest, which is going to be at Will's Pub on the 25th. Uh, they just announced, well, they didn't announce set times. They sent us the set times, so we're pretty excited about it. But um, we're get, we get to play with our buddies in uh, Goalkeeper, Don't Panic, Suck Brick Kid, uh, Hey Thanks, Rare Bloom, Winona Fighter, and tons of other bands that are coming down for Fest. They're playing this uh, little pre-pre-fest, which is going to be very similar to Bar Down Breakfast. It's going to be Will's Pub, Lil Indies, and Uncle Lou's. But there's going to be like 20-plus bands playing and uh, on a Wednesday night, so it'll be kind of fun. Damn, Wednesday night. <laughs> yeah. You guys aren't messing around. <laughs> no, no, I don't know. I'm literally – I think we're – we're literally just gonna like play our set, try and catch like a few of the homies, and just be like, "All right, we gotta go to sleep." <laughs> we got yeah. work in the morning. And, and so it's like the Wednesday before the actual yeah. fest. Like fest starts Friday. Yep. So it's it's Wednesday, and then Thursday. I know Don't Panic and Goalkeeper are playing a show in Ocala, and then Friday's day one of fest. Saturday we play fest at Vecinos. And then Sunday is the last day of Fest. Okay. Are you sticking around for Saturday and Sunday or just going to make it for Friday? Um, Sticking around for, well, our show, our set's on Friday. So I'm going to try and shoot up Friday after work. And then Saturday, I'm going to be there all day because I want to catch, I am the Avalanche and um, a couple of other bands that are playing on Saturday. The Wonder Years are doing an acoustic set. So I want to catch that too. And then Sunday, Laura Jane Grace is supposed to be getting the key to the city of Gainesville. And she's going to be the only musician since Tom Petty to receive the key. 
So that'll be very cool to see as well. And then um, I think I think I can announce something cool. But we are going to have a guest vocalist for our sets at Fest. So if you have a three-day Fest pass, don't miss our set. Because I can't wait for that. That's going to be an awesome one. Is it the actual person that did the feature on the album? It is not the person who did the feature on the album. I, if Nick Thompson came down to sing it, that would be sick. Um, no, but it it is just as good uh, as Nick Thompson. So I can't wait. It's going to be a fun one. Sweet. That's exciting. Yeah. You guys are going to have to wait for the videos. I wish that I was able to just like not have a real job and just be like, yeah, you know, Friday I'm going to take off, going to go to go to fest and then spend the whole weekend there. It, it just, it's tough right in the beginning of the school year to, to take time off, but I'll live through you guys and uh, just watch all the videos and super jealous that you get to see inner love. I just listened to Roscoe again for probably the, no, no exaggeration, like 120th time driving home <laughs> from this wedding that I was at. And, and you know, 120 times listen, listening to an album front to back and still loving every second of it. So jealous that you get to see. Yeah. Jealous you get to see Inner Love. And uh, dude, we're playing the even same their, venue too. They just dropped a new single, Nico's Red Truck. And it starts acoustic and then builds up to like a full band at the end and there's even kind of like a singy rap part at the end it's such a good song too i'm like man this band needs to be on everyone's radar they're so good so his voice is so interesting and his lyrics just Pierce. something about him just really really i relate to him they're such a good band and i'm, I'm honestly really stoked to for them to come down to florida so we can just kind of get some time, hang out and uh, see what we can do for later in the year or later next year. Cause we're already in yeah. October. Yep. <laughs> we're almost there. We're almost 2024. Jesus. Crazy to think. I know, but I guess let's just get to it. You know, I already mentioned who our guest is for this week. Our buddy Rob from never home, come clean, wash away all killer projects, killer dude. This is his second time coming on the podcast, but, the first time was with all of Come Clean, and we kind of stripped him away from that so that we can really pick his brain about what we do, music and hockey. And, uh, you know, it was great to catch up with him. So here's our interview with Rob Henley from Come Clean, Never Home, and Walk Away.
All right, and here we are tonight with our buddy Rob Henley from Come Clean, Never Home, Wash Away, you name it. He's got a bunch of projects. He's playing all different instruments and all the projects. He's doing all the things. Rob, what's going on, dude? Not much, man. Uh, just, just hanging out. Uh, did, did some tracking today. Uh, played some video games. Chilling with y'all now. Yeah, dude. I, <laughs> I'm so pumped that hockey is back. So, like, this will be the first episode where, like, games have started and, and like, yeah. the action is here. And yep. kind of sucks that we have to talk about the Canes, but we'll get over that. But <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm already you know, going to two games in Raleigh going November 30th when the Islanders are in town and December 23rd. So you Islanders again. Yep. Islanders again. So if you want to meet up and tailgate, I'll be at those games. Uh, but it's, uh, it's always exciting to start a new season and we'll definitely talk a bunch of hockey talk, but I do want to start with some music. Um, you know, Bar Down Breakfast 2 was here in Charlotte, North Carolina. And two of your projects played. And uh, I, I just kind of want to recap and talk a little bit about that because it was, uh, it was a very hot weekend, but yeah. a very special weekend as well. And uh, Justin and I shared kind of some of our highlights on, you know, probably 15 20 episodes ago and uh my highlight was seeing the never home reunion so <laughs> i, I kind of want to talk about kind of your experience like seeing the sold out crowd at the milestone kind of on that patio just staring back at you and uh what what that night was like for you guys and kind of how it all came to be so would you like to fill us in on on Bar down breakfast too for never home. Yeah, man. Um, so uh like we were talking earlier, man. We talked to you guys uh come clean last time and mentioned something about never home. We got talking about that and that uh pitch pitch playing it to never home and give her give ourselves a date to work towards to actually be back and that that was a great show to to do it at, um being sold out uh it it was super cool to be with um we had gotten our like our whole like group that we had had before uh we broke up our our whole group was back together we didn't have to use anyone different for that show um so it was very fun and cool to get to practice with everyone again see each other again be able to hang out and we uh i think first practice we went and played some disc golf and stuff and so it was cool to be able to all just chill again and be friends again we hadn't seen each other since probably before covid or the time that we had broken up um and so yeah it it was it was great um uh, never home was the the highlight for me of part on breakfast because you know ev everyone was there everyone was into it um we we pretty much put everything that we had into playing that set um i was beat when i was done um it, it was also my second set um <laughs> <True that. laughs> yeah we we with come clean had had a little more technical difficulties with some speakers but uh it, it was all good we there, there was a, t a bunch of people in there for that too it was fun 
And so yeah, man. It's... <sighs> yeah. So, <laughs> um, you mentioned how like Never Home and Come Clean played. What was that like? Because you know, you you play drums for Never Home, guitar for Come Clean, and it was like a hundred and eight degrees. Like, did that just like put your body to the test? Like, were you truly just fraud uh, after that? I, I was. I was. I'm used to playing in hot situations. Um, but you know, it, I've come clean has been pretty much nonstop for like seven years even through covid we still practiced regularly even though we weren't playing shows um and so uh it was it it wasn't that bad i was used to playing guitar and singing in that but once i got behind the drum set even though it was outside and even though it had cooled off like i think i played two songs and then i told our bassist garrett that i had to take his fan and <laughs> so i took that and had that blown on me i was it was a lot better after that it was much more bearable <laughs> yeah that, that it, it like just standing was tough it i i could only imagine like moving as fast as a drummer has to move just torture but no. comes with the territory when you do an indoor outdoor music festival in north carolina at the end of june kind of comes with it but yeah. Rumor on the street. This is breaking news. I heard <laughs> somewhere down the grapevine that uh, the milestone might be installing some kind of air conditioning. Wow, that that would be crazy. First I've heard of that. <laughs> yeah, Pass that rumor around, but you know, maybe maybe we can get that rumor going and something will get done about it for sure. Yeah, and I yeah, even you know. As as we're talking about year three and, you know, we're considering places to have it. And I was like, you know, if we do the milestone again, like I might even rent like portable ACs. Just throw like, it in there. Make it a little enjoyable in there. We'll see what happens. But then the rumor started circling that there might be AC being installed. And I was like, all right, perfect timing. <laughs> That'd be cool. That'd be very cool. <laughs> yeah. I I think we, we've said it like a couple times, especially like in the out of time camp, but that was easily, I don't know if it was necessarily the hottest temperature wise. Cause I think we played one other one that was hotter and that was actually Will's pub in the middle of August. And that was brutal. Like it was like, you just got on stage and you just could not breathe because how hot it was. But that was definitely the, the sweatiest out of time set we've ever played in the milestone. I was drenched. Like you could see water just dripping down my face as yeah. I was playing. And it was it was honestly like so much fun playing, but being able to watch you guys in your element, in your hometown, like watching Come Clean, watching Never Home play, like within 30 minutes of each other or an hour of each other was just really like this awesome to see just like because we talk about you guys all the time and yeah, I've listened to Spotify and I've listened to all this other stuff, but you know, it's different seeing a band in their element playing live and it's so much more energy that you guys bring, especially like come clean. That set was just full energy. And even with like, like we were talking about like the speaker issues that were going on, like Atticus and Christian threw another cab on there real quick, got you plugged in and you were good to go again. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we got it taken care of quickly and, we were right back at it. 
So let, let's dive into a little never home because, you know, you guys kind of stopped doing it in 2019. And when I think back to like the Charlotte scene, you know, that's pre Seneca Burns, like Seneca Burns wasn't really a band yet at that point. Yeah. And maybe like jail socks was still around or like, maybe they just got canceled. Like it was like right around that time frame. but like, who else was like doing stuff in the Charlotte scene other than you guys? There, there weren't a lot of bands from before COVID that really made it out of COVID or at least made it out without making enough changes where they changed their name or, uh, their style or something like that. Um, so uh, the only real active bands I can really I really remember from the pre-COVID time is like Come Clean and Never Home, um, Home for the Day, and um, The Second After. Um, the, those are a few of the only bands I can remember from, from back then. Launchbox Hero. Um, but those are like, rock, you know, Raleigh. The Second yeah, After those are like, and Lunch. Yeah, they're like they're more like Raleigh bands. Um, And Come Clean isn't really a Charlotte band, but from the Charlotte scene, I mean, yeah, there's not really, not really anyone that I can remember we were playing with much before that we're still playing with nowadays. Yeah, so like to to kind of be like the kings of the castle at that point, right? Like you're controlling (laughs) a, a you know Charlotte might not be like the biggest like diy scene however it's a massive city in the south that a bunch of tourists do come through so like you guys were getting some big opportunities like you you mentioned playing for broadside and playing with telltale like that's a huge show to get on um yeah, i'm sure there were a other... trash boat before yeah, yeah like, i'm huge. sure there was a probably a bunch so like to to pass over the the kind of the torch and to let that go like was that hard for you to to swallow for a while? Well, I, I I always I always made like I set myself up for where I have stuff going on for me still, so I can I'm focusing on come clean. If never home starts to disintegrate, I have come clean to focus on. If there's something on, I've come clean. I have I have never home to focus on. You know that when there's like breaks in between time someone's gone for like a month or something like that we just keep missing our practice or something like that um i I have other bands that i can focus on uh so so for me it's not too bad but i mean it, it does suck never home is is something that i've always like really like believed in the music um uh the the lyrical content is top notch i think nick is great at writing all of this stuff it's mainly him that writes this stuff and then me and devin kind of tweak with it um but uh yeah yeah i'm I'm sure you know having a bunch of projects going at the same time does just keep you busy and like it it, i think bands kind of go through those ebbs and flows naturally so being involved in a bunch of projects probably makes that at least like a distraction, right? Like, so at the moment you didn't realize like kind of how good never home had, like had it, I guess, like, you know, sometimes you think like the grass is greener on the other side or whatever they say. Like now, when you looked back on it, those years later, you're like, shit, like never home was doing something really cool. And like, 
maybe if we stuck with it like just a little bit longer, like what could have been? And but I feel like by this, I mean, COVID hit right after that. So either way, there was going to be a break. And then, yeah. you know, a couple years back after that, now we're, we're back kind of like late, but on time for a return from that time span. Um, and I, I think that it's been a great like reception so far for us. Um, and so I, I think that it still like has a, has a bright future. Yeah. I was oh, yeah. going to say, like, even like your sec, because you guys just played your second show back recently, too, right? With Emo Night Karaoke. Yeah, the the other Friday we played uh, Hangar 1819 in Greensboro with Emo Night Karaoke. Nice. Like, and how was the how was the reaction for those? I know, like, we when we play Emo Night Karaoke, it's it depends on the city, but at least like in Orlando, it is it is so much fun. Like, I don't think I've ever. Yeah. Um. Come Clean played it last time they came through, so I've played it with both bands now, and both nice. times, both times it went it went great. People were super into it, but the the first time with Come Clean, it was kind of more quickly thrown together, so it was like people were like standing in line signing up for karaoke like oh, while we were yeah. playing and stuff but like with never home we had three opening bands for that one and so never home play we were direct support for emo not karaoke so nice by that by the time that we played like everyone was settled in um i think there were some people that drove from like out of town to see us um there were a few people that were like in the front that were like singing our songs back to us and stuff so it, it was cool uh everyone seemed super into it it was a fun time nice and i heard you guys did a cover too you we, threw one cover. In. We, we covered sweetness by jimmy world we don't normally do covers but we we worked <laughs> on it and we did it it went well it was fun the crowd was into it yeah crowd was into it nick's got a great voice for it Devin harmonizes with nick well that's a good song for harmonies sweet we, yeah we covered that's a that great song. second show <laughs> uh, we covered that song um right before the pandemic hit we did a we did a tour and we actually got stranded in virginia right when the when the pandemic hit like all the states were kind of closing down so we were trying to get back to florida like asap but the highlight was we played um i don't know if you've ever played it's not it's no longer around anymore but in richmond there used to be this place called yellow house and it was literally a, a yellow house <laughs> and they would take out everything in the living room and it would just be a living room show but like capstan has played there meet me at the altar has played there grayscale broadside like so many bands have gone through that room um that it's like super special to be in there but I don't know if it was such a great idea, but we packed maybe like 75 kids into that living room and we covered sweetness. And there's a, there's a, a picture of our old guitarist on top of somebody's shoulders and he's trying to dodge the ceiling fan as it's going while he's playing at the same time and everybody lost their absolute shit. And I'm so surprised none of us got COVID that night. Yeah. <laughs> It was like our second show back, like our entire room got COVID. Oh. <laughs> That's the fun part about this last few years. You never know what's going to happen. It's like rolling the dice. Yeah. Touche. It's a lot smoother now, though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So I guess just because we, we've never talked about it on the podcast, like 
how, how did Never Home come to be? You know, you you being not really in Charlotte, like how did you link up with Nick and 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 form Never Home? So uh, Nick had Nick has had these songs since like college. Well, our first EP, I guess, he's had since like college. Um, and so he at the time had posted it on Craigslist, uh, looking for, there we go. Another Craigslist band. (laughs) Looking for members. The best place Uh, to find band members. Yeah, man. I think that's how I found Zach for come clean. Like (laughs) Craigslist, man. Um, so Nick, Nick had posted that. I, I wanted to take on more than just come clean. Cause that was all I had. And I had done that for a year or two at that point. And I, I wanted to take on something else. I wanted to get back into playing drums again. Um, and so uh, I, I had, I think I might have even originally, since they were in Charlotte, I think I might have originally hit Nick up just to say, hey, man, this stuff is really fucking good. Um, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> and so uh, I think we got to talk and he had asked me about playing and uh, I think we had talked about if I wanted to play guitar or drums or like what I wanted to do for it and uh so i i had said i was i was down to play drums but i had a miata at the time so like if you guys got a kit like i'll play drums <laughs> um so they they did uh and so i'd uh listen to i think the first two or three songs on the ep um the entire hour and a half drive to charlotte uh for the first practice and like just like played straight through those songs like almost flawlessly and nick was like fucking super impressed <laughs> um and i mean so was i like, i like earned, learned that shit real quick and like air drummed it on the way for an hour and a half just beat it <laughs> into my head over and over and that's what i do with a lot of the music that i like write and not, that i have to learn and stuff like that i just over and over just keep beating it into my head <laughs> But yeah, that was that was pretty much how how Never Home and had gotten together. <laughs> and did you guys do like any extensive touring? Did you like leave North Carolina ever? The most that we've ever done is like a two day weekend. We w- went and played Fredericksburg, Virginia, for a Fredericksburg All Ages show, um, and then we played School Kids in Raleigh after that, and that was like the extent of our touring. <laughs> So I guess let, let's talk current state of Never Home then. So are, are we expecting more shows? Um, you mentioned how there were some demos and things like that floating around and that you guys are recording new music and, you know, Never Home is kind of full swing. So kind of catch us up to, to speed. What what can we expect from you guys? Um. So we we're we're back to doing it. Um we our next show is like January like 19th or something um in Charlotte uh and so uh we'll we'll be practicing working up to that. Uh we we have I I tracked the drums for our new EP which is five songs, I think, um, back in December of last year, 2022. That's when we started tracking this EP for real. Um, 
over all of them until now they, they've been working on the guitars and the bass um and so all of the music is done and we're on to the vocals um i think we might have one or two of the vocals uh done um but that's the the point that we're at in the recording process right now is just wrapping up the vocals on on the at least like probably three songs or so uh and then we will um get it mixed and mastered and set together some promotion plan to get it out and you're working with gage right who's in charlotte yeah so we so we recorded the drums and the bass with dallas from come clean here in kernersville um and me and him worked on that for maybe uh over the span of like the december maybe yeah probably like three-ish weekend-ish days um and so uh shit what was your question again <laughs> oh who tracked <laughs> who recorded yeah gage. yeah gage um so they tr dallas did the bass and the drums and then gage did the guitars and the vocals i think he did the vocals for the two songs nick's been building some fucking closet vocal booth at his house so i don't know if he's trying to finish up there and then like it'll it'll involve passing shit back and forth with gage because we're we're all great friends with gage and work with him on a lot of shit he helps us out a lot he's um he played that emo night karaoke show with us he's he's been plugging rhythm guitar for us so he's kind of part of the band i guess <laughs> he did emo night karaoke and then the next day he did narrow cast yep, yep. <laughs> legend <laughs> So, just out of curiosity um are you guys like well i guess you know since come clean is still so active you kind of understand how things are with releasing music in 2023 so like are you kind of passing that wisdom on to never home like so that these songs kind of pop a little bit yeah um i mean every everything that i've gathered you know uh in the music field in my time apart from never home i'm definitely giving input into never home on tactics of how to do shit <laughs> yeah it, it's at least from what i hear like the whole pre-saving game that you have to play and releasing music like the the right day the right time like all of that is is super important yeah i i don't like dig too hard into it like i'm gonna re release a song on a friday like you know that's the day to release a song yeah but, like i'm not gonna dig too hard into like trying to get people to pre-save my shit and stuff like I so much of music is promotion, but like I'm not here for doing all the fucking promotion work. Like I, I'll I'll do some of it, you know. I'll tr I'll try to get myself somewhere by doing some of it, but I just I'm more about the music, so I don't want to dig too hard into having to do the shit I don't want to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's and it's yeah. funny now, like the big thing. It seems like that's the 
It is. It's it's all a fucking internet game, and it sucks so fucking bad. I was gonna say the big thing right now is uh, what they call waterfalling, where it's like essentially like you put out like you know three to four singles, and it all kind of like builds out into an EP, and then yeah. um, when you release the album, all those plays that you got on that EP, since it's the same song as going on the album, you can put out an album with you know already you know, five to 10 K streams on the album ready to go. So that day yeah. one, all those streams are kind of counted. Uh, I don't know if I'm giving out this information for free to bands, but uh, <laughs> yeah. it, it helped come clean. We, uh, we started, uh, we released art class and so foolish in like 2020 yeah. and 2021. And those made it on the album in 2023. That already gave us like a 30, oh, 50,000 play start. <laughs> exactly. Cause it's been out for like three years. <laughs> Yeah, that's all you have to do is just put out singles for like at least like, you know, four to five singles, spread it out over six to eight weeks, and then um, put it all out into an album sometime, you know, a year after you started putting out the first single. And there you go. You got that's the that's the cheat code, guys. If you want to know the cheat code up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, A, B. That's the cheat code <laughs> for bands. Yeah, there's this hardcore band I've been super into lately from Australia called Vex. Mm-hmm. And uh they they just put out a four song ep and it was just a single after a single like month after month was dylan cooper wearing a vex shirt justin from the nhl when we interviewed him he was wearing a vex shirt what i feel like yeah i feel like he (laughs) definitely dropped that he was like yeah i'm repping them because the nhl was just in australia so gotta show love for my australian buddies (laughs) (laughs) yeah um Callum from he used to be the drummer for Trophy Eyes. He manages them, and that's how I found them. Uh, me and Junior that runs merch for Come Clean, we, we used to be like kind of tight with Cal, so followed him over the years, and that's how I found Vex. I'm pretty sure my buddy Zach did stuff with Trophy Eyes too. He uh, he's an American dude that lives over over in Australia, and I think maybe the like first u.s tour that they did they kind of wanted someone that could kind of show them the ropes around the states and i'm pretty sure like my buddy zach was out on the road with them for that first run yeah i had met them and they they came and did warp tour and then i think the next year they came and did like a tour tour and they had like some off dates from like the main headliners and so me and junior had called them in uh charleston at some top floor of a bar uh floor show it was the best trophy i show i've ever been to um but yeah we we talked to them and hung out with them a ton that night um then uh talked to them again later uh next time they came through with moose blood and boston manor and cal was like yo you guys don't have to buy tickets anymore like just hit me up and i'll put you on the guest list and so then a few months later it was warp tour and i was like hey cal um <laughs> so about that guest list thing but yeah he he put us on warp tour we had full access to warp tour that year it was fucking awesome that's what's up that's dope that yeah, was super cool so you mentioned that january 19th show details like where, where is it going to be or do you know i think it's going to be i think it's going to be at bart smart um i'm not sure it's a welcome to the family show uh Sweet. and the only th- other band that i 
think they might have talked about playing it is Winley, which is a band from Myrtle Beach. Okay, cool. I got to look at my calendar and see what night of the week that is. But if it's a Friday it or a Saturday. Friday. It is a Friday. Right. I know it's that. Whichever date lines up with it being a Friday, it's a Friday. <laughs> okay, perfect. I'll see you there. <laughs> I just can't do like midweek shows anymore like yeah for it, sure it's tough man i'm sorry like i want to yeah. be out there and support the homies but like after doing like daycare pickup cooking dinner and like being an adult and shit i'm like there's no way i'm going to a show till like 11 30 or midnight on the on a weeknight and then get yeah. up at 5 30 in the morning I, I work on Saturdays, so I like I'm off on Sundays and Tuesdays. So we play the emo night karaoke show. I was like, "Yo, I'm not coming to work Friday or Saturday." <laughs> <laughs> like, this is happening. I was gonna be way too tired for that, and then I got sick that Sunday. So, oh, nice. No. Jeez. that sucks. No, cool, man. Well, um. I guess let, let's take a quick break to to talk about our sponsor, DraftKings, and then we'll jump into some Washaway and also some Carolina Hurricanes, man. Cool. So the NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game this October. So get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensed partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after assurance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Cool, man. So quickly before we move into some Canes talk, you know, you we've talked a little come clean. We've talked a little never home, but what's kind of going on with Washaway? What can we expect from your other project so wash away is a new project that i have going on in the vein of koyo um no pressure old story so far comeback kid um worthwhile you know those kind of melodic hardcore aggressive punk kind of bands um so uh with this uh my like main idea was that i wanted all songs that were like short high energy like no boring parts no slow bridges like it's it's pretty like high energy the the whole way through all the songs are under three minutes a lot of them are like two-ish minutes um but it's just like about having fun and you know uh 
going all out and jamming these songs. Uh, it's me and so it's a it's me on bass this time. Uh, <laughs> even though I am, even though I am writing the drums, bass, and both guitars for all of this, um, I'm playing bass to it. Um, I feel like that is an instrument that's tougher to find someone that is into playing it not in a basic guitar way yeah not um, just a frustrated guitarist just playing the root notes and whatnot um so i i feel like it's it's tough to find the right bassist and so i wanted to try to take a whack at at being good at that i guess um uh so owen is just doing vocals for this fronting it um which she's got great energy so that should be a lot of fun um zach from come clean is playing guitar um getting some use out of his guitar shit that he has um nick from home for the day is playing guitar as well and uh thomas from water culture and no scope is playing drums for us um yeah, we, we get together probably a couple times a month so far. Uh, we have nine songs total. Uh, we know eight of them. Um, and we're just ironing those out. Uh, I, you know, have them all ironed out up here, but <laughs> every, we all together have to have to iron out all of the pieces. Um, so uh, started today tracking drums for that. Um, tracked three of... I don't, I don't know if we originally the plan was to release eight an eight song lp like right out of the gate like no singles just lp uh video and some promotion behind it um so now there's nine songs i don't know if might push it to nine or might even stretch it to ten or what i'll do with that ninth ninth song yet uh i feel like it's one of the better ones so i want to include it with it um but yeah that'll hopefully be uh kicking off like next year sometime i'm not sure when but hopefully we can start picking up some shows next year and be ready for that finish the rest of this year out trying to just finish up the album so we can get that out nice sweet you know it's kind of cool to hear like kind of your influences and kind of the the vein of the kind of direction you want to go in and hearing you drop koyo and it, it like you're not a long island dude like that's a long like a household <laughs> yeah. long island name at this point so now yeah. to hear like all right bands are like trying to go in that direction koyo must be doing it like they're they're well i, f- I feel like is at least for here and trying to you know make it or be more successful here north carolina is a huge hardcore state koyo i mean they they kind of hardcore but it's it's pop punk um and you you know theoretically it can it can all be whatever the fuck you want it to be um yeah and so that that's i'm trying to write the stuff that i normally write but write it more aggressively and darker and riffier uh and just make it make it a little darker more in, into something that um people that already listen to come clean or never home or anything that i do something that people that already listen to me will like but something where i can 
bring in people from the hardcore scene, which is so strong around here, where our shows, I feel like, are, I feel like the people active in pop punk stuff are the people that are active in it. Like, those are the people that come to the shows. If you come to the shows, you probably also play in a band somewhere. And I feel like the hardcore scene around here has more people that don't do that, but like genuinely care about coming to the shows and just hearing the music and like they like the environment uh i grew up in the hardcore scene around here and so it was just always hardcore has always been big here and so i think if i can kind of find a middle ground for both of this to to bring it all together um that's kind of what i'm trying to work into and I feel like Koyo should teach like a master class on how to walk both lines, right? Because they've yeah. figured uh, it out. They really Koyo, have yeah. like, no pressure. They and... they can play like with Taking Back Sunday, and then they can play with like Mad Ball, and both crowds would like accept them, which is yeah. Like, the I mean, fucking thing. I mean, the, a lot of the pop punk stuff like it's catchy i mean who doesn't like catchy like as long as you put catchy shit into your stuff which mm-hmm. hardcore doesn't have specifically you know like the catchy that i'm talking about for like pop punk but if you can put that in there and you can you can play you play the music but you call it something else and you advertise it as that and you like hang out with those people and it just kind of meshes it all to, together but i think that's Amen. that's essentially like how pop punk you know made it it like the if you look at like the whatever you want to call like the third wave of pop punk of like two like you know the mid 2000s the 2010s you had bands like a loss for words playing with these boston hardcore bands because they were all homies but yeah i grew up seeing lighter bands play with hardcore bands here yeah i don't see that as much anymore it i I feel like it's just it it was one of those things like especially with a loss for words like that was that was who was in the area to play with them. Like, yeah, they could have gone out to Worcester and played with like Four Years Strong, or they could have, you know, gone, you know, a little bit up the road, you know, into like northern New Massachusetts to play with Transit. But they were playing with, you know, all these hardcore bands that would come through, and you would see a Lost for Words playing with, you know, um, not necessarily like Incendiary, but they were playing with. They played a show with Have Heart. They played a show with like, you know, some of these other like larger hardcore bands that you wouldn't see it. And I feel like that's kind of missing. And I think a lot more bands should integrate the hardcore and the punk scenes because they're so intertwined. Yeah. That was me on my soapbox. (laughs) Amen. So real quick before we talk canes and. I know we talked some come clean, but are, are there any come clean shows or anything that you want to plug away before we, we get into some come uh, canes talk? Uh, only show come clean. Well, let's see. No, we got two. Uh, let's see here. The 11th of November, Saturday, November 11th, we are playing at the den. Um, the new den or the old den? I don't, I don't know if it's moved yet i don't know <laughs> that's what i've been wondering uh when we booked the show i was like oh they'll definitely be, be moved by then but i th- i think they're still playing at tony's so i'm not sh- i'm not sure <laughs> okay um but yeah we're playing with orphan riot 30 is dead um corporate fandango um i think that might be it um sweet some bar down breakfast uh, alum yeah and then uh we have let's see 
We have another day. Uh, Black Friday. Yeah, the 24th. We're playing in High Point um, with no scope. We don't play High Point a lot. No one plays High Point a lot, but I think they're trying to start getting music into High Point, I guess. Um, so uh, I can't even remember the name of the place we're playing. Some number and then some letters. <laughs> That is it's a like, very strange place to play. Like it's like it's close to Winston, it's close to Greensboro, but it's not necessarily like either of those. It's just high yeah. point. Yeah, I mean it's part of the part of the um triad. triad. Yeah, you know, we got Greensboro, Winston, High Point. Yeah. Turnersville is dead in the, I can hit all them bitches in 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so my location's great. True that. Cool. So yeah, just wanted to to plug away some come clean, but um, let's talk some canes. You know, the season's kicking off. Um, how how are you feeling? Are are you feeling as optimistic as all these like NHL writers and all the like charts that I'm seeing with Kane I, having like the highest pr- probability of making the playoffs of all like. I saw Money like, Puck has us the second. Well, um, oh, it's the second. O- Oilers are the first. Um, but uh, I mean, I feel like we're we're gonna do good. Yeah, I feel like we'll make the playoffs. Yeah, but I mean, I still feel like it could. I mean, the past few years, it could all just end up the same over and over. It's just <laughs> we we have the team to do it, but can we? Uh, I I feel like we have a lot of those parts. Um, I you know maybe we'll make some other moves. Uh coming up we made a trade today but you know like a like a who cares trade yeah (laughs) i think i think the crappy part too is that like you guys have you guys have a home town like you have a home game tomorrow Mm -hmm. and then the canes are on the west coast like they fly immediately to the west coast and they're playing that shit happens every year though because they have the state fair oh that's what it is yeah the state fair is always that same weekend and one year they tried to do the state fair and Kane's home opener on the same day. And it was a fucking disaster. <laughs> a terrible fucking idea. Yeah. So people, that, people was... park in the fucking state fair parking grounds for the fucking Kane's game. Like you can't have both going on. No, See, so I I'm, sure, like, I'm sure people park at PNC for the fair. That's what I mean. And having opening night and the opening of the state fair. Oh, Raleigh was shut down. It was brutal. So brutal. Yeah, May as well fucking have the Wolfpack play at uh, Carter Finley there, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so but, uh, I think they probably learned their lesson. They're like, yeah, go on the West Coast yeah. when the state fair is here. That's yeah. going to be like, ridiculous, too, because like you guys are playing basically all West Coast. And then you come back and you're playing Tampa. Phil- is it Tampa? I thought we have Philly first. I don't remember them. It's been a minute since no, the schedule. I'm like, I'm looking at. I think I'm looking at it. it's the it's the Kings, the Ducks, the Sharks, the Kraken, the Avalanche, and then you guys go from Colorado to Tampa, and then you guys have the Kraken and the Sharks at home, and then the Flyers. We gotta fill some time. It's it's crazy. <laughs> just like just like all right, here's the home opener against the Senators. Granted, the first four games are going to be a breeze. Like you guys should take out the Sens, no problem. You guys no. should take out the Sharks, no problem. Kings, no Dude, problem. Don't sleep Ducks, on the no Sens like that. Don't sleep too much on the Sens. I, they I feel sleep like, on themselves. I don't know. I feel like they could be a <laughs> a sleeper this year. That's what everybody says. We'll see. I don't know much. 
I don't know much about the Sins. I don't really keep up much with it. Didn't they? Didn't they pick up somebody though? Who who went to the Sins? I, I'm not too too versed on like any of the the moves that have happened quite yet. Like even when Brett Burns first. Oh, they got Teresinko. The yeah, I, it was someone that I knew that the Canes were also like trying to go for. It was Teresinko. Yeah, he went to the Suns. Yeah, but e- even like when Burns first went to the Canes, I remember going to like the first time the Islanders played, and it was like early on in the season. And I was just like, "Oh yeah, that shit happened." I forgot about that. <laughs> like it was so weird to see, and it's still kind of weird to see. Do you do, have you like adjusted to that yet? Uh, I guess. <laughs> He's just another a toothless hockey player. Yeah, weird looking dude. It just he doesn't really fit like the rest of the Canes, I guess. At the you know, he's. It feels like he's an odd one out. Brent Burns. Who? Burns. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I feel like I feel like Burns is a good fit. No, pull up that roster. Him. That roster is all clean cut, clean cut, clean cut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. In that way. In that yeah, way. Yeah, that, that's that's what I'm talking <laughs> about. Yeah. Hey, hey, like, Jalen Chatfield kind of falls in there, I feel like. Jalen Chatfield's like, a little rough looking. But I think like his like his actual NHL picture, it he still they still show like his older picture, so it doesn't look yeah, like that. Looks wild. But like if you just go to like the roster now, it's just like uh, D'Angelo, Bunting, Anderson, Dmitry Orlov, uh, Jordan Stahl, all like clean cut. They look like super nice. And then yeah. you got fucking meth mouth Brett Burns <laughs> just hanging <laughs> out there, mountain man. <laughs> he, he does good, though. He does great. Yeah. He's a great defenseman. He is. He is. Now, have you caught wind that the Canes have switched to dynamic pricing? Uh, first off, if I'm going to go to a Canes game, I'm not going to buy a ticket from the Canes. <laughs> I'm going to buy a fucking ticket off StubHub for like half the price. You heard uh, it here first, guys. <laughs> but, um, no, I didn't, I didn't know they were switching. Yeah. So like I always set up our, our groups when the Islanders are in town and they gave me a price and that's where like, that's where they like price by demand right yeah so like yeah obviously demand's been pretty high for the canes the past couple of years so like yeah. as more and more people start buying tickets and like gets closer to a sellout even our group tickets so like i can't say like all right it's 35 bucks to sit with us like it might be 35 bucks but you buy it two days later it might be 39 dollars, and then it like will just continuously yeah. go up as it gets closer to sellout and you know the past couple of years you guys have sold out a lot of games so like that's kind of shitty i, I it kind you know Ticketmaster yeah. did that with concerts and i thought it was shitty but now hearing that that's happening with hockey games i'm like oh this fucking sucks yeah, I saw I saw a Facebook memory from like 2011 the other day that was like I paid $250 for two blink pit tickets and I was like fuck it was like $1200 this time around. Shit. <laughs> That's rough. Damn. I used to go to Panther yeah. games for free. I would just be like, "Yo, you got tickets?" and then I just walk up and there'd be a like a like 
three or four tickets because there was a group of us that always went for like huge ass or someone at the box office because that's what Dave would do. And mm. uh, we get our tickets and we'd be watching like the Boston Bruins decimate the Florida Panthers for no money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was the best part. Dude, yeah. when I first moved here, moved here, it's kind of like that for the Canes. Like, I'm not gonna lie, 2015. You yeah, could I, get... I watched a lot of shitty Canes games, and I got a, yeah, I paid some real cheap prices for some seats. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we were sitting lower bowl. So the first two or three seasons that we did this, lower bowl, like ten rows off the glass, they would literally tell us we can have as many tickets as we wanted. So we would have groups of Islander fans, like. 200 250 in the lower bowl like an entire section yeah just blue and orange yeah we have dollars <laughs> 55 bucks i couldn't believe it i was like that is a steal like yeah. you couldn't even go to islander games when mike milbury was the coach for 55 bucks 10 rows off the ice like that's craziness and yeah. it is literally doubled in price so tried to yeah. do the same thing it's like 120 something bucks yeah, and definitely going over 100 we can't even get like more than 20 tickets together uh, totally flipped the script in a in a pretty short amount of time yeah they're, they're looking for how to make money <laughs> yeah. well they have a good team too i think that also kind of Kane's. i feel like north carolina is very much like a, a bandwagon state when it comes to anything that's not Duke yeah, or for, UNC. for sure. I mean, definitely like attendance is up because we're killing it. Like yeah. attendance was shit when we weren't killing it. <laughs> like, like the season, like the season for, for the Carolina Panthers, when Cam Newton, like took them to the, the Super Bowl and botched that win. Like, I'm pretty sure Charlotte was packed every single game. Like Panther games were packed. Yeah. Dude, I lived right. I, there. I can remember that era and it, it, it yeah, it was, it was all about the Panthers. It was pretty cool. Like, I'm not going to lie. I, I lived in South End. I could walk to Bank of America Stadium when I first moved here. And on Sunday, it was a, a party. Like, no joke. Yeah. The entire neighborhood was just a zoo. And even after the game ended, well into the nighttime, it was still a zoo. It was it was a cool atmosphere to be around, for sure. Yeah. Nick used to work at the Panther Stadium, and that was one of the jobs he hated that made him like. Uh -huh. <laughs> he he was like in charge. He was like the food and beverage manager, and he was like the only one. And he had he had like an electric scooter because he had to like run all over the stadium. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, that, I would imagine that's a shitty job, especially since you probably have to like make the schedules and manage like people that don't want to be there and like people are, calling are, out are obviously not making a, a, a livable wage. And then like you said, calling out whenever just like <laughs> having to deal with that would probably be a nightmare. Yeah. He, he, he did not have a fun time working there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't now, know what all he had to do though. <laughs> I just saw something. Um, the the Canes don't have an AHL affiliate this year. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. We we uh, you know, it's just, we're all on our lonesome. Uh, I think I think How's we locked work? down a fucking like ECHL team though. You know, so that's uh, where you're sending like your draft picks and shit. Like I don't know your what prospects we're prospects are playing in the I ECHL. <laughs> I don't remember 
I read something briefly a while back on like what I guess like the plan was, but I it was something about I think they were just getting like scattered about the in the AHL or like our prospects yeah. were just getting scattered. So I, I that can can't be of, ideal. That's yeah. a I just get a little plan. bit of light on that. Um, I read it the other day. So as as uh, as sad as I am that Vasilevsky's out for probably the whole fucking season. Um, I was trying to figure out who, who our backup goalie was going to be. So before it was going to be Johansson, they were kind of like, who knows? So apparently the Hurricanes had a prospect goalie that they loaned to the Syracuse Crunch that Tampa was going to bring up to play for Tampa, even though <laughs> they were on contract with the Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah. And I was like, how the fuck is this going to work? That's literally, I was like, I was at work the other day talking to my, the guy who sits in front of me, who's a big lightning fan. And we're just like, what? The Hurricanes don't have an AHL team and their prospects are kind of just like just scattered yep. throughout the wind, yep. like in all these different teams. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's literally like Tampa almost, if Johansson wasn't able to step up, like they were going to pull some guy who was contracted for the crunch who was on the Canes roster, if that makes any sense, which it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got three good goalies, so we'll stick with that. <laughs> you have three good goalies, and you have the Zamboni driver for Toronto, too. Yeah, yeah, we got. <laughs> <laughs> but truly, like, when you think about how successful the Canes are now, if you think back four years ago, it's because the Charlotte Checkers were dominant in the AHL. And yeah, it's it's lot. been a lot of our we invested in youth and when and when our youth was ripe, we brought them up and that's kind of the team we're at now is is all of those guys that were young that are now moving into more veteran roles that are skilled. We we picked them good when they were young and trained them in Charlotte. <laughs> Yeah, but now you're losing that, right? Like you're trusting that AHL teams kind of wherever are going to develop your players the right way. Like that seems super know. risky. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. I don't. I was I was shocked when we when it was like, well, time's up. We don't have an AHL team. I was like, I thought back? it was so <laughs> dumb when they cut ties with the Charlotte Checkers. I I truly yeah, was that was like, the perfect setup. It was the perfect the, setup. Raleigh and Charlotte. And let's be real. Like, the Canes are like a real Raleigh team, right? Like, outside of Raleigh, you don't seem like there's that much, especially here in Charlotte. Like, there's not that much buzz about the Hurricanes here because it is like two and a half hours away. And I I felt like that was a good gap. But lessened. And I feel like I definitely see it much lessened in Charlotte. Yeah. And, And that was like a nice bridge, right? Like, all right, you know. We're because the Charlotte Checkers do great attendance for the AHL. Like it, it's pretty much packed almost every game. Yeah, and, I, I'm. I remember a lot of people talking about like, let's go to a Checkers game. Like it, you know, like the Canes like didn't make the playoffs, and but the Checkers are making the playoffs, and so you know we still got hockey we go see. Yeah, exactly, and and you you start building your fan base in kind of a different market because you know. AHL fans like love the players 
more than they do necessarily the team. Like they really like to follow their AHL players as they move on. So like maybe they're not necessarily Hurricanes fans to begin with, but as they're following some of these prospects as they make it to the NHL, like that's how you get some fans that are still technically, you know, Charlotte's still in North Carolina. Like that's who you should be trying to, to groom to be your fans. And removing that and then like having the Florida Panthers be the affiliate, like just didn't make any damn sense to me. And it still doesn't. And and now you see what they're left with. And it just seems like this could set you guys back, you know, five years down the road, 10 years down the road when some of these prospects don't. Yeah. It it might catch up to you guys in a, in a little bit. Yeah. Wait. So the checkers, the checkers are a split team. They were, I don't think they are anymore. I think they still are. I think they're, they're still for, it was like, like Seattle when Seattle, yeah, Seattle because Seattle didn't have an AHL team yet. Oh, now they I do. Think, yeah, I think yeah. they have like Palm Springs or something now. That's so weird. Yeah, breaking it down, the AHL on Bar Down Breakdown. <laughs> Things you didn't care about. <laughs> Things you didn't care. About. <laughs> but for some reason, I do. I'm just the weirdo that loves minor league hockey. I mean, it's AHL hockey's fun. Like, it really is. ECHL hockey, it's hit or miss. You can go to the games and watch them fight. But they, yeah, they, they can't skate, <laughs> but they can fight. They can fight, man. And that's the, that's yeah. the best part. Less entertaining on TV, but like more fun. Not necessarily more fun, but diff- a different dynamic. It's, it's, <laughs> it's fun it's in a, a different good, way. It's a good Saturday afternoon going to an ECHL game. Yeah, it's because it's something to watch while you get drunk. Yeah. And usually the when, tickets are BOGO. When you were a yeah. young kid, like maybe Fayetteville or like someone had an ECHL team, right? What? Like someone in North Carolina, like whether it was oh. Fayetteville or Greensboro had like yeah, an ECHL team. I, th- I, think, I think Fayetteville had the Fire Ants for quite a while. I think they were ECHL, but back in the day when I was a kid, we had, I, th- I th- think the... Either the Ice Hawks or the Mammoths were in the ECHL. I know, I know, we did have an ECHL team here. Like in, it was a Winston Salem team. Oh, sick! Yeah, we have That's the Thunderbirds cool. now, and we had yeah. the Thunderbirds in like the eighties, early nineties. Good shit, good shit. It, it's you know, North Carolina is not necessarily a hotbed for hockey, but it's here. It's definitely here, and there's people so many... enjoy it. I, I agree, and. People that don't like hockey enjoy. I have I have friends that like don't like hockey that are like, "Hey, when are we gonna go to another one of those Thunderbirds games?" Like stuff like that. Like, hockey games are just fun to go to. Totally agree. Well, Rob, you know, before we let you go, I, I know we tried to plug away throughout the episode some things that you had going on, but anything else that you want to fill us in on before we let you go tonight? Uh, nothing to fill in on. Uh, you can check out Never Home at Never Home NC. You can check out Come Clean at Come Clean NC, and you can check out Wash Away on Instagram only right now at Wash Away FCHC. Now, when you originally pitched pitched Wash Away to me, you kind of had some kind of like Mighty Ducks theme in. Yeah, so so current washed away literally, or is that still around? Well. 
Uh, yeah and no. I mean, I I have I have a clip from a locker room speech in one of the songs, but like I'm so sure that Disney's gonna hit me up about that that I don't want to like put that on Spotify and shit. Um, because at some point I, I feel promise like that they it. won't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Coming from somebody who has the literal like last five seconds of Miracle on Ice as an intro to one of their songs. Oh yeah. Hell we yeah. never heard anything from it. So nice. Yeah. Awesome. I'm sure going to there. Sweet. I'm going to keep it in there then <laughs> under that advice. Um, so yeah, uh, the songs are all, uh, named characters from the movie. Um, the logos are like, um, ducks colored theme. Um, the here the the track list is Anaheim, Bombay, Conway, Averman, Germain, Hans, Banks, Portman, and Moreau. So that might be a little bit different because that's yeah the <laughs> Portman song must be your heaviest song it, or it or could oh, be Port, Portman is the one. last song and it, and it probably does have like the heaviest breakdown at the end. <laughs> I would hope so. Yeah. Now what I can recommend is don't ever try and take what might be an echl logo and change it up because you will get a cease and desist that has happened to us yeah i've i only have taken the colors um i i took uh for a square logo i have just the ducks like bottom portion of the jersey where it's like black and then has like burgundy silver green and then it just says wash away over top of that and like a varsity font that's that's like the closest to like taking something from a team. Uh, oh, the, yeah, I I've feel like there's nothing wrong with that. And then the other one I have is uh, is a uh, graffiti throw that I drew myself, and then nice. it's just col- it's just colored in uh, ducks colors. So I don't feel like you're coming at m- after me for some colors because I I definitely yeah. Love that myself. And, and even like the 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 colors for like the original Mighty Ducks of Anaheim, those are basically the same colors as the Charlotte Hornets. So, no, go shove it. Yeah, <laughs> shove. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rob, man, it it was a blast catching up, and you know, yeah, it was so cool to have come clean and never home play year two of Bar Down Breakfast and. Hopefully for year three, we can get some of your projects involved as well. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll keep you posted as, as some details get worked out, but yeah, man, love, please. love all your projects. Love never home. Come clean. Uh, love the demos that you send for wash away. So just keep cooking up the tunes. And like you said, you got a show in, in Charlotte in January and you'll probably be seeing me at it. So oh, yeah. looking forward to that. And, uh, just super excited. Hockey's here. Um, even though the Canes have kind of jumped ahead in my level of hatred, you know, <laughs> I think they really have jumped past the New York Rangers at this point in my life. And because uh, you're living it, there, it, it's because I'm living here. And just it still goes back to when they, the first time the Islanders and the Canes played in the playoffs and we got swept and I was in the building for game four when we got swept. That shit was so brutal. Like, yeah, (laughs) never want to experience anything like that. I was like, you know what? I'm never going to see the Islanders on the road for the playoffs 
ever again. Like <laughs> regular season, people don't really bother you. Playoffs is like a whole nother world. <laughs> so, yeah. Especially an elimination game. <laughs> yeah. And and then obviously like it would have been a little bit better if the, the Islanders ended up winning, but losing yeah. and like oh my god, the, the sweep, sweep, sweep chant, like that just got <laughs> under me, man. That really got <laughs> under me. <laughs> So, it's it's all fun and games at the end of the day like i'm a 36 year old i'm not letting like hockey games like dictate my life but yeah we know, all got work tomorrow we all got yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly exactly <laughs> but rob man once again thank you so much we'll we'll continue to keep you. in touch and when new tunes for any of your projects are ready to drop we will definitely be sharing them on bar down breakdown so Thanks again, Rob. We'll talk to you later, dude. Thank you. Peace. Peace. All right, guys. We're back with another round of our favorite session, the Prospect Report. And this time, we have a band coming to you from all the way across the pond in Glasgow, UK, or Glasgow, Scotland. And today's band is going to be St. Vienna. Uh, think of St. Vienna's music like a big, bright, purple post-it note of happy stuck right in the middle of your forehead, scribbled with honest thoughts and positive affirmations when you need them the most. When you look in the mirror, you remember that no matter what is hurting inside, focus on the brightness outside. St. Vienna has a blend of alternative rock, pop punk, and emo that results in grown-up soundtracks for the quintessential and nostalgic elder emo inside of you, confronting the millennial challenges of adult life. Their influences include Jimmy Eat World, Kids in Glass Houses, and Paramore, and they've subconsciously refused to move on from those bands, and I love that. As much as they've grown up, the memories attached to those influences continue to live on, just like the rest of us elder emos, but instead, we go to when we were young fest, and St. Vienna ripped shows all throughout the United Kingdom. Check out their new single, New Hope, which is out on Spotify and all platforms where you listen to music currently. And no, I don't think they're Star Wars fans, but if they are, they did choose the right movie in all the trilogies. You can catch the latest on everything St. Vienna on their Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at St. underscore Vienna. Go catch them wherever they play a show in the United Kingdom. And uh, if you have any hockey fans out there in the UK too, get in contact with us because we would love to uh, chat with a couple people from uh, across the pond. Amen. And um, if you are in a band with less than 20,000 streams and would like to be added to our pop punk prospect report playlist, there is a Google form in our bio, fill that out. Justin and myself will take a listen and uh, try our hardest to get you added to our playlist. So Um, Once again, this is Seat Vienna, New Hope.
chance